You're listening to JM Partners Atlanta Market East Drop. A quick real estate update from Jerry Metcalf Partners, real estate agents on the ground in Atlanta, talking about what it's like, what to expect, the pros, the cons, and what to consider to align yourself and your loved ones for the best opportunities. Someone with a cord as a cat. <laughs> we're live on Facebook. Bridget, we love to tell everybody when we're live. Thank God we have Bridget. Talk about being cats. Get on. We're going to talk about cats next week, everybody. <laughs> Y'all talking about cats. This week, first of all, thanks for listening. It is the JMP eavesdrop, except when I say that, that kind of undoes the eavesdrop part of it. We talk about the real estate market in Atlanta on the ground, what's going on. Um, we're talking today. We actually had this come up again this week and it's coming up a lot in the current market, which is a hot market with multiple offers. Average list of sale price in Atlanta is 100%. Inventory is down to, or supply is down to one point like two months. Days on market is about 11, maybe nine days now. Um, average sales prices are up almost 20% year over year. Three things to know about escalation clauses. That's where I'm going with that. That is what's relevant. Number one, escalation clauses, what are they? Number two, how they can actually backfire. And number three, how do you know when to use them? So with that, Bridget <laughs> is gonna to talk to us about what an escalation clause is in the first place. Yes. Um, okay, so an escalation clause basically comes into play when there are multiple offer situations. Um, it, essentially allows the realtor to add a clause into the contract that then basically gives the, I know, I'm like, oh, it's like I'm live. And now I'm like, it's a separate tool that realtors can use. It, it allows the price to increase over and above the purchase price that we enter into the contract. And, and then it essentially then allows the sellers to choose whether or not they want to accept that contract and kick it up above any other purchase price. So that's, okay. it puts you ahead of the pack. If so I'm going to start over just because I don't mind because I can't help myself. When you go in and you have it, so in our current market, there are very often multiple offer situations and a buyer's like, and as a buyer, when we represent buyers, like, okay, what am I going to do? Like, there's all these offers. I just want to pay whatever I have to pay. But like, how do I get that message over to the buyer, to the seller? So what you do is you, you can say, hey, Mr. Seller, whatever offers you get on the table, I'll pay you more. That's an escalation clause. The nuts and bolts, yes. When we come in and we say that, there's two Ooh. things to know about escalation clause. Number one, Adam, are you laughing at me? No, I appreciate it. Number one, <laughs> I love it. Right, but number one, Bridget, I mean, Bridget, I'm thinking about Bridget, but like y'all, we all like bring it together with this team. <laughs> like we couldn't do it without one another, seriously. But anyway, number one, the things that the parameters on an escalation clause are usually, hey, I'll pay you more than anybody else will. But what you can add to that escalation clause is number one, what anybody else will up to X amount. So up to a certain number. And I'll pay you more than anybody else will by, it could be one cents. It could be a hundred thousand. It could be whatever amount. So I'll pay you more than anybody up to a certain amount. You don't have to put that in there, but you can. And I will pay you more than anybody by this amount. Usually 
it's anywhere from a thousand dollars to twenty or thirty. Not usually does it maybe you know twenty or thirty thousand dollars enough to like get you over the hump. Mm -hmm. So that is what an escalation clause is. Now, number two, how can they backfire? They can backfire. They can backfire. Most people are like, yeah, that's awesome. And they can be awesome. And they have often worked, especially when you have a great agent representing you, when you have an escalation clause. As a seller, even as a buyer, I've seen them backfire and it's worked to our advantage for our buyers when they backfired on other buyers. And they can really backfire on a seller. So I'm gonna let any of you guys speak to how they backfire on sellers. Cause people oh. are like, what, are you kidding me? Right. Well, Adam, you said you don't typically like to use them. So do you want no, to I, I don't like to answer the question first. Right? <laughs> use the requirement to be in real estate. But how do they back, Adam, how do they backfire on a seller? Well, how they backfire on the seller is, I, I mean, you don't, the, buy, the buyer's not really telling you exactly what they're willing to pay. I mean, they're not confirming what they're willing to pay. They're giving you an amount, for instance, if they're saying they're willing to pay 20,000 more. <clears throat> highest price, maybe if you're calling for highest and best, they would have offered that 20, 30,000, maybe even more than that um, out of the gate. And you could be leaving money on the table by accepting a escalation clause. Also, they may not, you just don't know how serious of a buyer that they are. They may just throw that out there just to get it. And then they can back out within the due diligence period or something else. Um, Unless it, yeah. Unless I feel like some risk to the seller. That's the biggest part is then they feel like they've overpaid. Mm -hmm. Well, there, yeah, and there's two things about that. Is in, in the state of Georgia, the way our contracts work, once you go under contract on a property, you can get out for any reason, like due diligence. That's And people are like, well, why would you do that? Just don't do that. If you're going to get the best buyer, they're going to go by the protocol of what is in the contracts. Of course, there are options in our contracts to do things differently, but that is the way we're doing business. That's a whole nother podcast on why, by the way. But in that being said, you technically have what's called a free option. So now you've got buyers coming in and saying, I just want to get it because I just want to see what the offers are. And then they get the highest price. And then now they can say, oh, just kidding. And now you've lost that buyer and you've lost the momentum of a multiple offer situation. Which can really sting. Mm -hmm. it, it can devastate the the whole momentum, the whole it can devastate everything, sadly. Mm -hmm. So so and as a buyer, they've also backfired. We've been in situations where we had multiple offers. I love Bridget's body language offer. Well, and a, well, the where they, they backfire is when the agent I mean, I do use them and, and I always ask permission, if you will, in some way, shape or form. Like, I think it's important to understand if the, if the realtor is willing to even review an offer that has a multiple offer, that has an escalation clause. Yeah, since so selling agents just want to Right. You have to really submit it and it's just, to them, it's not even a real offer. And so you may just miss out on the home because you submitted an escalation clause. Mm -hmm. Oh, if you can use it or not. So back to what we were saying, sellers, not all sellers or sellers agents or listing agents, we should say, because the selling seller gets confusing, but the listing agents sometimes, or the sellers will not want to deal with escalation clauses because they are concerned that buyer is just, especially because of contracts in Georgia, wants to find out the highest offer and decide if they really want it. Mm -hmm. So that's where you've got to take into consideration, okay, what is the best approach on this? And an interesting point 
that I'd love to talk about with y'all before we move on to this is in, I want to know your thoughts on this, everybody. In the state of Georgia, we have the Atlanta Realtor Association, which we're all members of. That is, there's a code of ethics that we all, by joining it as a, as a community of realtors, agree to abide by. Well, in that code of ethics, there are a few things. When you have a, when you have a multiple offer situation, Jack and Bridget, let's say y'all made me an offer. Jack, if I tell you the terms of what Bridget told me, I am now obligated by the code of ethics and I don't think the Georgia Real Estate Commission, again, I show some ignorance here, but then Bridget, I can't, I have to tell you the same terms I shared with Jack about your offer. Right. So the, the cool thing to some people about the escalation clause is it's like a loophole of that. Right. But the interesting thing is that when you're doing that, now you're kind of actually working against the seller because you're not really getting the best terms from everybody and you're potentially getting somebody that could back out. Right. They leave the, the seller high and dry. Yeah. Well, yeah. And again, back to our point, perhaps actually not getting the best deal possible. Right. So how do you use them? Do you use them? And how do you know when to use them? Bridget, I know you can speak to that. Well, I kind of did a little bit and that you have to, it's another tool, but you do have to play it when it's necessary and, and play it when it, when it will be well received. Um, you can't, you can't just throw it in every contract and, and you have to, I, I do feel, I always like to have a verbal conversation with the other agent and truly like ask permission and make sure that I'm okay to use it. Now support it. What are the parameters of the situation? What are the parameters of the buyer? Right. You as a buyer or you as a seller and understanding whatever side you're on, what the parameters of the other side of the deal actually are. So there's kind of like a magic question that we like to use. Um, and it may depend on the personality of who we're dealing with, but say representing buyers, how do we know when to use it with the seller? Are we going to have to re-record this live? Are we? Wait, I'm sorry. Was that a question? <laughs> I'm sure it's in the book. I know it's in the book, Never Split the Difference. I just don't know exactly which magic question she's looking for. It's a rule from Never Split the Difference. But the question would be like, what do you think about multiple offers? Or how do you handle, or how do you, not multiple offers, how do you handle escalation clauses? Yeah. Oh, so that's how you phrase it to the other agent. Yeah. Or the, or, do you, okay. What do you think about escalation clauses? How do you handle escalation clauses? How do you plan on handling escalation? And sometimes they haven't thought about it. And then, well, uh, and yeah, what's that? They haven't actually asked their sellers, meaning, right? Like they need to also have that conversation with their sellers. Sometimes they don't know. You don't really know if you're going to be in a multiple offer situation until you're in it. So, and some of the properties you think you're going to be in a multiple offer situation and then you're not. So it's, you mm -hmm. have to make sure you have this conversation with your sellers. What are you laughing at? Oh, All no. the pinging that's going on. Yeah. <laughs> All these distractions. <laughs> okay. Because we're over time. <laughs> okay, that's okay. So anyway, how do you know when to use them and how do you use them? Do we have any examples? I have some. I mean, I've used a lot and they work. So, I mean, it's just every situation is different. Yeah. And I've been in situations where our clients got deals because, you know, Adam and I were talking about, Adam's being shy today, but Adam and I were talking about a situation where he had a client make an offer, a multiple offer situation, and then they basically had, I think, 10 offers, and then they went to the final two, and he was one of the final two, and they ended up getting the deal. But the reason why was escalation clause, the other guys were making escalation clauses, and the seller wasn't comfortable with that, which is something Adam learned ahead of time with that magic question. 
So then at the end of the day, he established trust by asking the question up front, honoring the system, because sometimes you make it their idea, let them offer you the solutions. And then at the end of the day, they ended up getting the property for less than what they would have paid for it and got it in a multiple offer situation. Of mo I mean, like, you know, I don't know, I don't know if we know the number, but it was over five offers. So now you've got a situation where you've got people making escalation clauses because they're awesome, but it lost all those people the deal because they didn't test out the parameters or understand the parameters of the deal that they were doing at the time. And as a seller, how do you know when they use them? That all depends on the buyers, but I usually say never get the buyer who really wants it, who's going to deliver, who can close and their terms more than price to consider. Agreed. Fun topic. We miss Chad today. He's actually dealing with the same thing right now. He's probably working a deal right now or escalation <laughs> clauses. Oh. He couldn't make it. Anyway, thanks y'all. Thanks, Jerry. Should I stop recording first or should I forget the live stream time so we can let everybody listen, right? Live stream all day. Exactly. Oh, right. by the way, we are now a podcast. So if you go to any platform or most of the platforms, they're on Apple. Um, they should be on Google by now, but we are, we've got like 33, 34 episodes now every week of what's going on. It's kind of fascinating to look back at all the changes. This was like during COVID or right after. Anyway, what's going on in the real estate market? Podcast.jmpartners.io will take you straight to the Buzzsprout that gives you every platform we're on or go on any podcast platform and just type in eavesdrop and you'll find us. Thanks for listening. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the JM Partners Atlanta Market Eavesdrop. If you like what you heard, please.